Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 101 of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. If you uh, didn't get the chance to listen to episode 100 last week, something weird happened with Apple Podcasts. And while Spotify and a couple others of the podcast directories out there got the podcast on Wednesday, Apple, for some reason, didn't decide to publish it. So it might have shown up on Friday. So go back and take a listen to that. This week, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my experience from last week. I went to Nashville for the whole week, spent a couple days with the mastermind that I'm in, and also went to Podcast Movement. I'm going to share some wonderful things I learned from some wonderful people at those events. And I also want to start talking a little bit more about who I am so you guys can get to know me a little more. And some of this will link to some of the things I learned last week from my colleagues who are wonderful in their fields. But, you know, I just want to give you some of the information about what's on my mind and and what I'm thinking about occasionally. And as school is starting for a lot of us, especially those of us that are parents, COVID, and I mean, all of us, COVID, the Delta variant, all that stuff is on our minds. And there's all these battles going on about vaccination. And if you follow me on Instagram, you you know how I feel (laughs) about vaccination and things like that. But I wanted to talk about an element of that that has really been interesting to me and eye-opening. And it's the idea of the choice we make about vaccination often depends on where we've come from in our life, especially with doctors and and medical treatment and things like that. And I realized for myself, we've certainly very pro-vaccine in terms of the COVID vaccine and trusting. And I won't go into the answering all the questions about vaccine hesitant people and the reasons they have. If you follow me on Instagram, I've talked about that plenty in terms of answering a lot of those questions. I feel like the last year and a half has almost made me a little bit of an expert in this stuff, a sort of armchair expert in this stuff. But I started to think about the medical journey and why we feel a a certain way about vaccines. And it's really because of my daughter and some of the medical issues that she's had over the last 13 years, very early on, we were told by doctors, you know, certain vaccines, she needed to get them because the medical issues she has, if she were to get the flu or to get simple things that she might be able to handle if she were fully healthy, she wasn't going to be able to because of her issues. So we needed to get those vaccines. And she's been very healthy over the last 13 years and had not had issues with those things. So that's what informed us. And I know others of you have not had great experiences with doctors or you've had issues that have been caused by uh, mistakes or or things like that. And and so I want to hold space for that. I want to really put that out there that I understand. And the other thing I've been thinking about is how being angry about this, being mad at people is not going to get a single person vaccinated. The The best way if you have people who are hesitant in your lives is, is to listen and to try to understand where they're coming from and answer questions if you can about the vaccines, about the knowledge that you have and And feel free to follow me on Instagram at Danny Osmond. I put up a lot of good information from multiple sources, doctors, pediatricians, adult doctors, scientists, things like that. I also still um, can't recommend enough the podcast This Week in Virology because you've got virologists, immunologists, people who study this all the time. They share wonderful analogies of like your immune system. 
is like a, a fire extinguisher. You can have a fire in any body. You can have a fire from any number of viruses or anything like that. And your immune system is the fire extinguisher that helps put it out. And the vaccines are like making sure that the fire extinguisher is up to date and knows exactly how to put out the fire. That's kind of an idea. And also for people that have questions about why the CDC updates guidance, I encourage people to think of science as like, it's like a weather report. It's like a traffic report. If you were planning a picnic for tomorrow, you wouldn't look at a weather report from a month ago because the situation's different now. It's always changing. It's always being updated. And that's what science is. And that's why the CDC makes the decisions that it does. So that's really been interesting to me recently. I'm also looking forward to school starting. I know a lot of us out there that are parents are as well. And I want to encourage you to, while you're gonna enjoy getting back to the routine and, and kids I think are certainly gonna benefit from the routine of going to school, just try in this moment to be flexible as much as possible because with the Delta variant, with potential future variants, who knows? You don't know if schools might have to go virtual again for a week or two weeks or things like that. Or your elementary school or middle school or high school that your child goes to has an outbreak and has to shut down and and you might have to adjust. So. I would encourage you to be open to that reality because that may happen and we've all had a lot of stress <laughs> over the last year. And the last thing you need is to, to give yourself more stress by worrying about potential situations like that. So now let me move on to just talking about last week and the wonderful time I had in Nashville. I was there the first two days as part of Mike Kim's mastermind group and I took my podcasting gear so that people could record podcasts. It was a wonderful situation and I want to encourage you if you have conferences to think about this. Mike it very intentionally only scheduled activities for the first half of the day in terms of people presenting things or people talking um, breakout sessions, things like that. And then the afternoons were very unstructured. So people could get together and record podcast episodes or record videos or just talk and laugh and get to know each other. So it was great. And I want to highlight a couple of the people that spoke at that event. One is Molly Grisham. Molly is a performance coach and she works with a lot of athletic teams, but she's also working with entrepreneurs and people like us. She, she was speaking to us at the Mastermind. And one of the exercises she did with us was really wonderful because it was talking very loosely about goal setting, but the idea of giving ourselves permission emotionally, spiritually, physically to visit better places. And she gave us these maps. So they were different states of mind and, and things like that, but represented on a map. So we could choose uh, a place where we are right now and how we're feeling. And then choose a place that we would visit for a day and also maybe choose who would we take to that place. But the idea was to think about better places and to give yourself permission to visit those better places temporarily. So you can get to know them and you come back to where you are, but then you'll get to this better place eventually because you're giving yourself permission to look at it. And I thought that was a really neat way to look at it. She also encouraged us in our businesses to think about our businesses in two ways. Soul, 
So what is the soul of why we do our business? What is the passion? What is what really moves us? And you've heard me talk about this. And then the role, how do you implement those things? So what is the soul? Why do you do what you do? And we've talked about this with those personal brand three questions before. What pisses you off? What breaks your heart? And what problem are you trying to solve? The soul is the what pisses you off and what breaks your heart. The role is what problem are you trying to solve and how are you doing that? And another really interesting question she asked us um, to, you could journal about this, you could write this down. The question is, what have you been carrying that you need to set down? So for me, it was the expectations on my future self, the goals I wanna have or where I think I should be in my business in a few years. And thinking about how I could set that down, how I could put it down and not carry that with me and carry that weight. It, it created a lot of awareness in me, that one question. So I would encourage you to think about that and answer it for yourself. What have you been carrying that you need to set down? So that was our time with Molly. And then another member of the group, Dr. Eugene Choi, who is a former pharmacist. He's also a neuroscience expert neuroscientist, I don't know if you want to call it, but he talked to us about the brain. And he talked specifically about how the brain is either in a uh, survival state or an executive state. Okay, and that's the two modes that the brain operates in. So your brain is in survival state when it feels not safe. And it's an executive state when it feels safe. So he took us through a few different examples to, to think about this. The, let's think about mindsets, okay? If you're in a growth mindset, that's your executive state because you're safe, you feel okay to take risks and think about growing. But a fixed mindset, being still in one place, <clears throat> doing what you're comfortable with, that is a survival mindset. Now let's think about some other mindsets that Eugene shared with us. The abundance mindset. Okay, that's your executive state because you're open to things coming to you. You haven't, you're not worried about where you're going. And the scarcity mindset is survival. Okay, you don't have enough. You want to hold on to what you have. And there were a couple of reasons that this is very interesting. And he, he shared this with us that for most adults, we spend 75% of our entire life in survival state. And when you're in survival state, your critical thinking shuts off. Okay. So things like taking ownership of your mistakes, that's executive state. Whereas being a victim and blaming others, that's survival state. When you are acting selflessly, that is your executive state. When you're being selfish, that's your survival state. And if you can identify that in your behaviors, it gives you an awareness in life. He also encouraged us to ask ourselves, do we live in a friendly or hostile universe? A friendly or a hostile place that we're in? Because those types of outside pressures can affect whether we are in survival or executive state. Eugene also talked about beliefs, okay? And he impressed upon us that our beliefs are actually decisions that our brain has made based upon the input that is received. And uh, what, has, what happens is you create beliefs is that your beliefs drive your thoughts. 
and then affect the results of what you're doing. So if you can change a belief, you can change the results of what you're doing. He also talked to us about the reticular activating system in the brain. Now, the reticular activating system is this thing that filters out noise. And he explained it this way, is that if your brain took notice of everything, everyone having a conversation in a room, if you went to a party, the lights, the smells, all that type of stuff, you'd never be able to pay attention to anything. So your brain actually filters out noise. Uh, an effect of this would be, let's say you're deciding to buy a new car and you decide you like a certain brand and model of car. Well, have you ever noticed when that happens, you decide, I want this type of car, all of the sudden you see that type of car all of the time on the road? Well, Eugene pointed that out, that that's actually the reticular activating system. You've had that filter turned on, and then all of a sudden when you turn it off for that brand of car, you recognize that there's actually a lot of them on the road, and your brain takes notice. So he mentioned that to be an example of how the brain is actually really easily fooled into what reality is and how we need to be careful and we need to be aware of that. And the last thing that Eugene shared, he shared this wonderful quote, and it was basically to illustrate that our choice between survival and executive state, what mode our brain is in, what state our brain, our choice about making decisions along beliefs really affects a lot of things. And he shared this wonderful quote. I, I forget who he said mentioned it, but the, basically the idea is that you can change a lot of things. You can make choices. You can change your beliefs. You can change your state. This is the quote. Until you are willing to be wrong about everything you know, you can't truly move on. So until you're in that state of being able to change any belief that you have, realizing that everything you know is a choice and everything, every decision you've made, every belief you've created is a decision. Until you're willing to be wrong about everything, all of those decisions, you can't move on. So I, I loved that. I thought that was a great concept for him to end on because I believe that's a lot of what's wrong in our you know world right now is that people get stuck in beliefs and they don't think that they have the choice to change or to be open to other things. And until you're willing to make that choice, you really can't grow. You really can't bloom and become a better person. So that was the first two days of my trip to Nashville. And, and it was wonderful and it was very eye-opening to learn those things from Molly and Eugene. And then I went on to podcast movement where it's much more... Uh, technically focused on podcasting and, and I was much more in my element. There were a lot of things that I learned, a lot of talk about all sorts of podcast topics, but the one that I want to bring back to you is centered on audience growth because we talk about that a lot here, especially if you have a podcast. And there are a couple of strategies that I've talked about before that I want to lean into here and give you some more elements from my time at Podcast Movement that back these up. And the first is borrowing audiences, okay? And I heard this wonderful strategy actually from uh, a talk, I forget who gave it, but this idea of if you're a, a new podcaster and you're starting out, how do you get on podcasts that are bigger than you as a guest? How do you pitch them? What do you do? Um, if you've gotten my publicity power pack, you've gotten some ideas and some strategies for doing that. 
But I heard this wonderful idea of how to send your pitch email. So when you send your pitch email, you can use the example that I have in the publicity power pack. But the idea is basically to put it out there that you are doing as much as you possibly can to make this potential host's life as easy as possible and you've taken the effort to support them. So things like talking about a specific episode that you've listened to and giving the host your your thoughts and your appreciation for them doing that episode. Maybe going through and saying, hey, over the last 10 episodes, I noticed that you've concentrated on this topic. And I, I noticed you didn't talk about this other topic related to that that I'm an expert at. And I would love to come on and talk to you about that. And then doing things like, and just because you gave me this wonderful information, I went and wrote a review for your podcast and send them a screenshot in the email of the review that you wrote and talk about how you're going to tell other people about this podcast because it's been so amazing. And then getting back into some of the other techniques that we talk about using in our press kit where give the person sample topics and sample questions and your answers to the questions so that you don't have to make them do any more work than they already are going to do to schedule you. Give them your press kit attached to the email. Give them a link to schedule an interview with you. All those types of things that will make it easier and easier on them. And another idea related to that was when you're trying to choose podcasts, which you can join some of the directories, you can join some of the services that help podcasters connect with each other, but simply just going into Apple Podcasts and picking the same category that you're in and sorting by the top 200 in the category that you're in and then going each week and contacting three or four of those people and then the next week doing the same. And if you can get one or two of those people to interview you once a month, that would be a huge way to grow your audience. Now, the other topic that was interesting to me was some more talk about buying ads to promote your podcast. And I don't think I've mentioned it on this podcast yet, but I've not seen Facebook ads work really well for podcasters. It just doesn't just doesn't convert the way they do for other things. But there are platforms like Spotify, for instance, Castro, Overcast. These are other podcast apps that will allow you to purchase ads to play on other podcasts on their platform. Um, talking about your podcast. And this works really well because you're being presented to people who are already listening to podcasts. And that's powerful because you know then it's really easy for them to go over and find your show. It's similar to how when I tell you when you're being interviewed on another podcast to talk about specific episodes that people could listen to from your podcast that would back up some of the things you're talking about because they will easily be able to go in their podcast app over to those episodes and start to build a relationship with you. And the other thing that's cool, and I'm, I'm not sure if Spotify still does this, but Spotify has interesting, I guess it would be psychographics information about people's moods and the emotions they feel when they're listening to certain music because remember Spotify started primarily as a music platform even though among younger people it's about half and half music 
in podcasts right now, but you can target people based on mood. You can target people based on their emotions in addition to the traditional things. So I would encourage you to take a look at advertising on podcasts as well. And if you found this episode helpful, I would also encourage you to check out something new that I'm doing. I have started a membership site. It's called the Podcaster Pod. You can find out more by going to dannyosmond.com slash pod. But as part of this membership, what you get is my full eight-module podcasting course. So if you haven't taken the plunge yet, if you haven't started a podcast, you can get in there. And as part of this membership, which is only $27 a month, you can get access to that course. But you also get access to a Slack channel where we have a whole community of podcasters where you can ask questions, you can connect with one another, you can ask all of those questions that you might be afraid to ask in one of those huge Facebook groups where there's thousands of other podcasters who are going to give you 20 different answers to things. So we've got the eight module course in there. We've got the Slack channel that you can join. And then we also do a monthly Q&A call where you can submit questions and I will answer them on the Q&A call. You can learn things from other people, learn things from other struggles that other podcasters are going to. We're also going to be doing expert calls where I will bring in other experts, people in sales, people in email list building, people in monetization, people in Google ads, people in Facebook ads, people in funnels, all those types of experts. I'm going to bring them on so you can learn more about how to grow your podcast audience, how to grow your business, all those sorts of things. So again, if you're interested in checking out the podcaster pod, go to dannyosmond.com slash pod. Thank you again for joining me this week. I know this episode was rambling at some points, but getting back from a week away, first trip since a year and a half ago, it it was kind of wild. And I'm glad you stuck around and glad you listened to me ramble for five minutes there about vaccines and school starting and life. I'm really glad that you're here with me today. And if you have people that you know, family members, friends, anyone who's interested in starting a podcast, or has a podcast already, please encourage them to check out this podcast, Podcast Strategies. I would love to have them here with us. And I'm so glad that you were here with me today. And I will talk to you next week.